Lily, Josh is here, and he has been taken into custody at the Canadian border. He's and gotten taken into well, I'm custody. Crossing the peace, I'm, I'm crossing the peace bridge right now in a 20-minute delay, okay. which apparently does not um, afford What's me a speedy pass through Nexus. Well, Josh... What's the peace bridge? Uh, it, it is the delightful bridge that takes you from uh, Ontario to Buffalo. Wow. I feel like this is like good material for our podcast. Josh gets arrested at the border. Oh, We're yeah. live. Well, so, so question, Lily, having been someone who has had her passport like invalid and no, de- I can't detained. go to England. Like I, I can't <laughs> go to England. And not because you did anything like particularly wrong. You're just a dummy. Well, well. They put a big X on your passport. But no, jo- no, Josh, for real. should we should we call Rafi as a special correspondent for being detained at the Canadian border? Uh, Rafi and I have been detained at the border many times. I was gonna say in this circle, there's a little bit like too many people have had border problems. You know what? Your Boy Scout brother over here has not right. had problems. Just so you know. Exactly. I've somehow found a way. Well, if there was a good cold open, that wait, was. Wait, were you not at the wait? Shy. There, there, there was a time in the late '90s where we were driving with someone and they left beer in the trunk while crossing the border. Was there not? Oh, that was not me. But yes, we were going to a fish concert in 1998, <laughs> and they took apart everyone's car who was going across the border. Border, and because alcohol was legal for people of our age at the time in Canada, we had left oh. alcohol in the trunk. And it was those goofy. What were they called? They were called like French Canadian tornadoes or something like that. Like they were also like the what? manly beers ever. It w- they were like those blue sparkly. <laughs> yeah, it was not. It wasn't like a bunch of like Labette blues and uh, boucle. What are they called? The uh, the blonde, the boreal blondes. Like they were, they were like they were the equivalent of like white claw. of the Friday Night Movie Podcast. This week's episode is multiple, it's transcontinental, transborder. We've got Lily, Literally. Lily <laughs> in the mountains of Spain. We've the mountains got, and coast. I'm looking at the beach, but in the mountains. It's and, spectacular. And then we've got Josh, who is detained at the Canadian border. Welcome back, Josh. But it's so just, dedicated just to this straddling podcast. the border. He's so dedicated to this podcast that he's not giving up. And then Becky will join us a little bit later because Lily isn't 100% sure how to tell time. I screwed up the time. (laughs) So you guys are being very kind by uh, accommodating me. And then um, it's 100% my fault, the screw up. It's not so much time, it's math. (laughs) I think that's why I So, At least yeah. you can own the parts that are true. Oh, yeah. So no, not one, one of the things that has happened in, in recently is my family, against my better judgment and objections, got a dog. We got a very, very cute... Which is the worst thing that's happened to my family, by the way. I just <laughs> selfishly want to say that. What do you mean? Oh, that you've gotten... Oh, yeah, of course. The best friend gets a dog. That's just like... 
for you, Josh, there's family nothing has been left. For a dog, but right. I, yeah. There's nothing no, left they, now. They, they... You have no defense. You have no line of defense now. Shy's left you Exactly. Threatened. My last line of defense has been destroyed. Right. I will say exactly. our dog, Rocket, he's a Tibetan Terrier. As far as dogs go, Becky gets the equivalent of an I told you show for dogs. From dogs. And she didn't even recommend the breed she has. No, no. She researched the breed she thought would be right for me. And she called it. Cute and lazy. Ago. Yeah. Cute and lazy. She was like, what is the correct... What is the laziest dog that doesn't right. shed? She found it. Right. And that Small. is... And he's Small got a, dog, too. And he's got a good nature. He, they were bred to be the Tibetan monk's companions, and it is unfolding exactly that way. But one of my biggest issues with having a dog is that here you have invited this thing into your life that you love, that you are most likely going to outlive. So I'm basically just counting down now the years for this thing to die. Which so is you are already preparing. I'm already years from now. preparing. And when I think about the fact that uh, we were so over brunch today, we were we were telling we were t- I was making this point and I was telling the story, Lily, of dad when he cremated Dutchie. And do you remember that when you got in the car and he handed you the urn? Yes, <laughs> I remember. So, so Lily gets in the Lily tells me the story. She gets in the car, visit my parents in Montreal, and my dad hands her this ceramic bowl, and he and she and he's like excited. And he goes, "It's Dutchie," because our dog had died and gave it to Lily. And then we had this very emotional ceremony where my dad buried the urn in the backyard of the country house. Under this, I remember uh, this. Under this bowl, uh, Beaut- and and this beautiful, beautiful bowl, and he put flowers tree. in it, and this pine tree, and he said I mean, it was a very emotional experience. So here I am. This is all I'm thinking about right now. The the her bowl, like her drinking bowl, was cat like made out of cast iron, and it was beautiful. And he made it into a planter to mark the spot where she was buried. Yeah. And then years later, went to go. <laughs> they lost her. Went to exhume her when they moved, and they couldn't find her. So either it sunk right. or she got eaten. No, they or... said like because of the winter and all the amount of snow, the earth moves. So she's been <laughs> she moved. Somewhere. So Dutchie is lost I spent, forever. I, I spent about four hours with my friend Ruth and mom with little like you know garden tools digging up holes all throughout the garden to try and find her and we just gave up so i'm telling the story what were you trying to find the bull her her, no the urn so they could bring it to philly when they moved here and plant it on the balcony i don't know yeah Uh, sprinkle it onto the uh, broad street (laughs) maybe maybe at lincoln financial field for good luck eagles (laughs) well so this is about to get darker. So I'm telling the story over breakfast, and our friends tell the story of her of her sister who lives on a farm who had a dog for 16 years, and this is like a big dog. And the dog finally died after 16 years, and she was really upset. It's a long time. And she drove it. She was trying to figure out what she should do with it. She didn't want to cremate it, so she drove it all the way to a pet cemetery. And I'm already nodding my head. Being like, you're like, you you're like, I'm out. If you, I am out. If you bury a dog in a pet cemetery and it comes back and haunts you, you made your own bed. So <laughs> I will she, never set foot in a pet cemetery because of this movie. So even it's the not pet worth cem- the risk. Even the pet it's cemetery not. person told this lady with the dog, dead dog, don't bury your dog here. I wouldn't want my dog in a pet cemetery either. But Get out. You, but what you can do is you can put it in a Tupperware and put it in your backyard. And because what? she lives on a farm, okay. 
Wait, because you, if you, a Tupperware that you cream, you mean cremated. No, 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 no. If you don't want to cremate. To, like, you preserve put, cremate the remains? Oh, they give you a gigantic Tupperware? No, no, no. She was just saying, you get a Tupperware, and you put the dog in it, and then you put it in your backyard, and if you remove, Okay, try. If this is a large dog, Wait, how the hell are you into a dog Hold on coffin. a second. So this is where the story goes next. So then they, like, go to Home Depot to get a Tupperware, and they, and they get this huge, huge, huge bin. Like okay, I think it's bin. called, at this point, it's a plastic bin. It's well, not a Tupperware. Well, put the dog in. Like one of those college bins? And they couldn't, like, and it just wasn't big enough. And so they kept having to try to, like, smush it down. So now we're in, like, the worst story. Part two. <laughs> so this is the worst story ever. And, and so, and so as they're telling the story, I'm, you know, turning white, but also laughing because I, and I'm trying to make jokes about, oh, what happens next? And they're like, do you want to hear all the different ways in which we try to seal the bin? No. Because <laughs> they couldn't. And then the husband of our Duct dear tape, friend, the, 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 <laughs> the husband of our friend, uh, interjected and, uh, changed the subject to, to something else, and so we, we never heard the rest of that story. All this to say is that this is now all <laughs> so I'm thinking about now. Now he's your now. best friend, because <laughs> you were just like, So, basically, when, whenever you go into Home Depot from here until Rocket moves on, you're going to be looking for the right size Tupperware? I, I, I don't know about that, but I will say we said, well, what's the lesson of this story? Because this story just kept dark, getting darker and darker, and I guess we said, well, get the right size Tupperware for your dog. Because otherwise it's going to be really awkward. And with that, Josh, w- yeah, Josh, we love having you. I-, I apologize to anybody. This is really the stuff I'm worrying about now that I have a dog and I love it. This is, um, uh, Josh, you had a great dog growing up. You had Bear. He was one of the better dogs of people, of dogs of people that I knew. And um, so I'm just remembering Bear for a moment. And we did. My my favorite story of the the end of Bear, as he got older, he started to have really horrific gas, but nobody knew. And there was one day where we all came over to watch the Giants and the Eagles football game, and <laughs> Raffy was there, and like Mark was there, and a bunch of people were there. And for the entire time, everyone's just super grossed out because we all thought Raffy was, was just farting horrifically. <laughs> <laughs> and Why did you assume left, it was Raffy like, if there was well, a bunch I, of guys? I just, I think people just thought it was Raffy. And it turned out that it was the dog that had been farting the whole time. My sister turned to me and was like, it's disgusting. I didn't realize it was the dog. That seems like it so, was worth it, though. Uh, so this is good. This is good. Yeah, I'm glad we've true. gotten all this stuff out. Um, and speaking of getting things out, one of the things that the great traditions of bringing Josh on the podcast for is Josh's complaints, because we feel like we need to be there for you when there are these things that bother you in pop culture. So, Josh, take it away. Like I do have a bunch of, I have a lot of complaints, so I'm going to build off something from you guys. This is a personal complaint. And I can tell you that I've never Googled this, but the world knows me. Like, they must be scraping my photos on Facebook, because, Shai, just as you were su- served up the breast hammock last week, I am getting nonstop advertisements for manscaping. Oh, yeah. What? yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I get that manscaping ad. What? It's so I'm like, you guys know that. Where are the two so of you just, Googling? Nothing. You but guys, I can tell you that. Like, the, they don't, you guys don't get, like, asked for therapy? What is happening? For, like, the listeners that don't know me, when I see Shy's children, they, they spend their time petting my arms. <laughs> like, that, you know, I'm a hairy guy. 
But it's not like Carol. I'm googling manscaping things. But I get served a lot of ads for manscaping. So, so you think what you're man, saying is you think that they see pictures of you and you appear hairy, so they're trying to get one step ahead of you and be like. Oh, we know you're hairy. But I'm not. That's I'm not hairy. How else would they know this? I'm not hairy, and I get how the same one for the for the manscaped.com. Yeah, but website. maybe you're just for other reasons. And and <laughs> have you ever seen the commercial where the guys take like a bonsai topiary and they like shape it with the manscaper? No, I don't get these commercials. So I don't know these. Uh, I don't I know. Can, I can tell you that the podcast the podcast reads for manscaping commercials are phenomenal. But anyways, <laughs> so this so I've got, uh, so I've got. But I think we should be most concerned about me here because I've been getting boob hammocks and manscaping. <laughs> well, well, I am a little worried for you. All right. My next complaint is this. So, you, you know, Lily, you may know that um, your brother and I really enjoy going to used CD and used record stores. For and, sure. You know, scouring. So at what point did it become so ironic and hip that we would like to buy cassette tapes? <laughs> I'm like in a store the other day and I'm looking at these two hipsters comb through old cassette tapes. It's not like the sound is better. It's not like there's anything convenient about ripping a cassette tape into an MP3 or whatever. I am annoyed by the irony that cassette tapes are now cool. Are cool. The most right, it's, not like, it's not like listening to a 45. No, right. It's or, not like I play right. a record and I hear Crazy. the original sound. And I mean, what good is there for a cassette tape? There I, is I'll, no good. I'll, I'll add this: cassette tapes. Cassette tapes were so low quality. The 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 commercial ones that you'd buy that my parents wouldn't they wouldn't let us buy them we weren't we were allowed to have cds they bought records and they'd record the cds onto tapes right you remember doing that but we yep. were not allowed to buy the new cassette tapes i can count the number of those that came into our house and they were mostly just i like just remember having michael the bolton incorporated one and, and michael it. bolton singles one at I had michael dance bolton, contest. amy grant I won Color Me Bad at a social in grade five. A social. That was about it. Amazing. Social. Do you guys remember socials? Um, Did they call, do you oh, think yeah. Americans have those at all? No, those were like, for them, those must have been like school dances or dances. They must have a different name. But ours were we socials. We called them socials. And they were in people's basements. So Canadian. So Canadian. So that's where I got my first we're, cassette. But so it's just annoying really you don't need a cassette tape also do they have a cassette player or are they oh, just using them as did decorations did i lose you guys did you yeah. lose me no, no we can hear you fine yeah and that's a great point maybe they're buying them and they don't even have a way to play them right they're just like putting them on display it's just here's, like it's cool here's a few inches of guns and roses i lost you guys Sorry, I'm back. Just Lily, just yeah. come in smooth. I can tell when you're on and off the show. Sorry. Just like, like, like you were here. Now this is just more editing I have to do. No, just leave Lily, it. Lily, do you have a cassette People... tape? Do you have a cassette tape that you remember? You know, I definitely had like a prayer. Like a single. Cassette. That's a good one. No, no, like I know. Sorry, I get, what was the album called? Oh, was that? Now nah, that album was that album like a prayer? Uh, no. Uh. Gosh. Maybe what was what? that album called? Okay. I remember it when it came out. It was like 88 or 89. Yeah. I oh, 89. Wow. Cassette. On the money, man. 89. I had that on cassette, and I also had um, James oh, Taylor. Oh, it was, it was an album. There was an album like a prayer. Shows what I know. Right. Yeah. And the I cover was a black cover with her face on it. No, the cover was no, the one the with her jeans. 
Jeans, yeah, it's jeans. Uh, like, isn't really? her hands uh, in her pockets or something? Yeah, it's like her belly yeah. button. Better. Yeah, please. I know that album. Some, some it's in the back of my head. Exactly. I had that and James Taylor. Um, um, Sweet Baby James. It must have been a mix. That one must not have been an album because it had only the good Die Young and Sweet Baby James on it. So So you didn't have a tape. You just had that random. <laughs> no, that must have been a mix. But I'm just saying, Like a Prayer was definitely an official tape. And that would have been like my all time. And then the, the, I had a tape of like, I guess, a James Taylor mix. And that tape I like played till it was destroyed. And what? So those are my two you, tapes. Do you guys remember making mixtapes? Let's just venture off into this world because I know Josh oh, yeah. and I were oh, very much of the mixtape You had to write out the timestamp of every song to calculate that it would fit into 30 or 45 minutes. Oh yeah, absolutely. And so that anybody would ever be able to find a song out of order. It was very. It was an art form making a mix. Yeah, yeah. A lost yeah. art form. Now, did you did you have a song that you always put, or a go-to mix song, or one you just remember being so excited to put on a mix? Now, this is mixtapes. On mix CDs, yeah. I, no, would put, yeah. no, I, I would put. No, I would put Cartman singing "Come Sail Away" on all oh, of the mixes I made for Lily. I know. <laughs> it would always be the same. No. I think it depends. It depends on whether this was like a mix because I wanted to introduce you to music, or a mix because I wanted to make out with you. Like, you know, there's different purposes to every mix. Sure. I would also say that a lot of my mixes on tapes, like CDs, is different, but. The short probably period of time where I had was just so, like a stream of songs that I'd catch off the radio. Oh, so, so that's what you did. I, oh, so you're literally it, just one it, after it, the other. One after the other, and I'll and the one that like I remember was like gold when I got was Wonderwall. Wow. Oasis is Wonderwall. Oh, I heard it one. come on, and I was able to get just that song on the mix, on the tape. I like mind blown. I remember being extremely excited. About I, I, that. I remember feeling very cool when I put the song "Keep the Faith" by Bon Jovi for no, the "Keep the, the Faith" f- album on. <laughs> keep the faith. Yeah, it's a. I mean, I guess it's not one of his more famous, famous songs. Yeah. 90s stuff. I'm gonna. Thought you were gonna say, "Gotta have uh, faith." No, that's um, George Michael. That's All right, George Josh, Michael. hit us with more complaints. Just faith. All right, here's my next complaint. And I've been saving this one since my last complaints because I forgot about it last time. But I've added <laughs> Juicy. It. Juicy. I'm so well. bitter. I'm so annoyed because I believe that the marketing for Jack Ryan on Amazon was amazing. I was literally, I've never waited for a TV show before. I'm like, oh, Jack Ryan, it's going to be awesome. And I would say to a milder degree, they did a good job marketing Hannah. And it was such a flaming pile of poop after the second episode. That's what uh, I've heard so I about Hannah. I've heard that about both of them. That's Huge buildup, horrible letdown. Come on, John yeah. Krasinski. It was well, terrible. I, I think John it, Krasinski really? and Wendell Pierce were perfectly cast. But the plot of so the what do you show, think was it was it the writing or the plot of the show just seemed like I think it the was plot something was from, just terrible and so, predictable. It just seemed like a knockoff of the twenty four era paranoid about terrorism. Exactly. It, it just seemed out of step. Now we're gonna go to Homeland and we're gonna go take this into the Far East for a little bit and there will be some bombs and uh, there's a cover up. It was just so predictable and terrible. And I love Wendell Pierce too. Yeah, it's terrible. Both, both, and they were so well cast. Maybe the second season will be good. So what you're saying, what's worse, when a trailer 
deceives you for a movie or when a trailer deceives you for a show. Because remember, when we were younger, there were no trailers for shows. There were just shows. <laughs> there were commercials. But, well, I, I should say <laughs> that my level of disappointment was so great because I was waiting for it from the buildup. Well, because well, it's also not just like an hour and a half or two hours. This is like you could be getting 10 solid episodes. Th- that's the yeah, thing. Like I, had, I was so bought in for 10 episodes that I watched it. That, that's the thing is Despite that a show, being horrible. a show you can you're always like like you could watch a show two seasons before you decide you don't like it right and so so you, so so if the trailer was really good and you're watching it and the first couple uploads are like eh, episodes are like eh, you're like well it, it might get better or it might get better halfway through the season or it might get better in season two suddenly you've invested 20 hours into this show and you're not 100 percent right sure. and for a while i had to finish like all shows but now i've no now, life's too short yeah and there's I, too many shit shows out there <laughs> i got halfway through sabrina season two as soon as they got to that blood quit, orgy yeah. hunger games episode well, I quit too we all I was, quit it's terrible yep. I quit. Yeah, I quit that uh, as well. That's a good um, lead. So, it's a good lead way into. It's a good lead way to my. So I have a oh, whole series have of one. Riverdale complaints. Oh, I have many. Complaints, oh. Lily. Oh, I thought so we were. That's a good segue into our next topic. <laughs> oh well, I can keep complaining. Please go. I can keep going. No, no, keep going. Uh, should I go into Riverdale complaints or just general other complaints? Uh, Riverdale, I mean, you can do both. Lily will be funny because she hasn't seen as much as the show as me. So, I, you know, go for it. Why don't I give you Riverdale complaints? So, Lily, I I don't know if you know this, but I've literally been texting Shine nonstop pictures of the screen from watching Riverdale for the last month as I try to. Why aren't these, like, made public? With your it is like, and I will where's, happily send them to you and Becky. It is literally like someone took. Of this? It, it is like someone took Game of Thrones episode three, the episode where no one could see anything, and turned that into a TV show. <laughs> there are no lights in Riverdale. Nobody <laughs> there is has no them. daytime. <laughs> and you're in season three now, right? Three in the morning in school, and it is the most <laughs> dimly like if you had a flashlight, it might you might see something. Um, like maybe the police never find the murderers like, because it's always dark. They can't see. Why, like literally, they must be bumping into each other all the time. There's no. There's, what happens in Pop Tates? Pop Tates is lit like a strip club. Pop Tates is literally lit like a strip club. I, it's a. It's a milkshake shop. Okay, I'm about to go over the Nexus border, guys. I gotta jump up. I'll be right back. Okay, Lily and I will talk about something else while we wait for you. All right, everyone in suspense. Let's hope Josh doesn't get his car taken apart. I hope he doesn't have beer in the trunk. God. <laughs> this, he, he doesn't have some labats in the trunk. <laughs> you're saying it loud so somebody hears it on his You know what? Now there's a line for Nexus. <laughs> so I'm back. Sorry. Good God. Um, all right, wait. So there, I have other complaints about Riverdale. So it is the darkest show ever. They must be bumping into everything. Oh, wait. Uh, Becky just joined. It, it is... And Becky, Josh is complaining about Riverdale as he's going over the Nexus border. You could not have come on at a better time. You know, see, those two things seem to go hand in hand. Is he going to complain about maple syrup next? 
Uh, no, I'm going to complain about the fact that Archie randomly goes into jail fight club for four episodes. Oh, yeah. Really? But hold on a second. Like, Wait, really who, who's causing the wind, Lily or, or, or Josh? Oh, it might be me. Uh, I, um, I'll say this. You, that, Grant, that... Don't use the word, Josh. Do not use the word random when you're talking about Riverdale, okay? You're right, like, because it's so random and deliberate. Yeah, Lil, I think it's... A, I think it's hilarious that Josh is not putting himself on mute, though, if he's at the border. This is great. No, I'm, in line, I'm in line at the border, but I'm now trying to get you guys back on my AirPods. Oh, okay. Okay. So You can't use the word random, because it's like it's like every single beat of the show is random. So like, what are you referring to when you even say random? Well, Archie, so I want to say also one thing about Archie doing Fight Club. Archie doing Fight Club still gave us two of the best lines maybe in the history of television. What's, oh, about his muscles? He's clacking right now and wind. Do we not hear that? Yeah, it's a little, it's a little much. I'm Lily, is that you? I mean, it could be like the crickets. I just muted Josh and Lily Beck, so let's just talk about Riverdale for a second until they unmute their phones when they're making less noise. What'd you say? I still haven't seen the finale. If you unmute me, I'm back on my AirPods. Yeah, okay, there you go. You sound fine now. So, so, so it, that just scene goes to gave us in the middle of the show, which is fun. But, but it also gave us one of the greatest lines in the history of television, which is when Veronica says, curse your broad shoulders, Archie Andrews, when she's afraid he won't fit in the, in the pipe to escape. I actually love that so much, I made t-shirts for Becky and our friend Lons that say that. They own shirts that say that. All right. But if I could even get beyond that... Um... The mid-season finale where you know that they're not solving the murder mystery, and it's the most murdery show I've ever seen. <laughs> it's so murdery. Everybody's dying. Everybody's dying and, like, getting mutilated and stabbed. Oh, yeah, um, and poisoned, right? They're... It, like, I, I mean, it's just so much death. But it, the mid-season finale where I'm like, all right, fine, they solved the mystery of the Black Hood. And then you get 12 more episodes of the Black Hood. Like, come on. Let's move it along are you, here. Are you, are, you, are you in season three yet? Oh, I'm in season three. I'm I passed the mid-season finale of like the uh-huh. the crazy the bull skull. First season. Yeah, that's the second season. You're on the Gargoyle King now. Gargoyle. On the Gargoyles. Black Hood was the second season, and the Black Hood mystery was solved eight times in what has to be the longest episodic <laughs> show ever. Did they like bring it back? Did they like bring back the Black Hood mystery at some point? Uh, have you? Oh yeah, it, it's solved by like episode ten, but then you need thirteen more episodes to really. They solve always it. do a mid-season almost solve the crime, and but you know. But I love. Hard. In the second half of the season, how Betty and her dad have this whole like Hannibal Lecter Clarice thing going on. It's pretty cool. Uh, once you get past my complaints, I actually like the show and I'm watching it, but these are just my complaints. No, that's fair. Uh, in, Lily, are you there? I'm, can you Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I thought you were trying to say something. I, I, I may have been. Well, I was thinking if you guys are <laughs> yeah. going to be talking about Riverdale and stuff and I have to jump off, why don't you guys, like we put a pin in that, you guys can just keep riffing on that 
you know, for hours because right. there's so, so much material. All right, so we there. heard Josh's Riverdale's complaints. Josh, you have any more complaints before we do the boys for a couple minutes? And Beck, no one's seen more than a few episodes of the boys, so you, oh, you're not gonna get. Oh, and spoilers. also, um, Beck, um, wait, just w- in case like you feel really bad about you missed the first part of this conversation. Don't worry, they talked yeah. about dead dogs for a while. I, so I was eating a really good, <laughs> really eating a really they, good. They meat. talked about disgusting stories of dogs trying to fit dead dogs into Tupperware, so you you missed nothing. Don't worry. I'm so happy you recapped that for me. Now I don't have to listen to this episode. <laughs> my, my last complaint, and I'll throw it out there for you guys, because I am about to go through Nexus, so I'll, I'll come back and find it. Yeah, you keep saying that. that. You keep I saying that. I'm so. right there. I don't believe I think you. That the best movie of the year so far is the Hobbs and Shaw trailer. Oh, God. <laughs> I'll leave you with that. I'm pretty sure that that's the best movie I've seen. I here. saw the movie. The trailer is infinitely better than the movie. I, I'm just saying. I literally was sweating during the trailer and ready to cheer. It was the best movie of the year. Yeah, if the if that's the, amazing. If the movie itself was that short, it would have been good. But it's a two and a half hour movie. Oh God! Why? You know, what? I just can't anymore. I don't have that much time. Allie and I. Allie turned to me and we were like, "Oh wow, that was cool." When we got to what we thought was the climax of the movie, and I looked at my watch and there was a full hour left. Allie's such a good sport. No, she was the one who wanted to see that. She she made me switch the tickets oh, from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood to see Hollywood. Oh, 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 oh my God, he's not muting. He's not. Amazing. He's going, it's for sure illegal to record a border conversation. I don't know. So this is a, it has to be illegal to record. I don't think it's illegal. You're just saying that because you're the one recording. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Well, I'm not intentionally doing it. We can't stop the show. Josh left his phone off. We can't stop the show. We can't stop the show. Show must go. Show must go. Okay, let's start talking about. Okay, I'm. I'm. I'm in America. All right, let's start talking about the boys. We know Josh because you didn't put yourself on mute, so we heard your whole conversation. <laughs> <laughs> So, I'm really sorry. That's amazing. <laughs> I apologize. So let's let's start talking about The Boys. The Boys is a show on Amazon Prime. Once again, Amazon Prime, I think, still has some of the highest quality original shows. And it's set in a world where superheroes exist, but they're essentially corporate genetic creations or created essentially through, like, different versions of steroids. Cor- yeah, like corrupt cor- corporate beings. I- exactly. And they're used to fight crime, but they're almost like, they're almost like, the those consulting firms that send the private armies out to conquer countries and uh, so we're in that world and the first thing that came to mind when i was watching this show was that it reminded me of a serious version of one of my favorite movies ever mystery men because the the opening of mystery men greg greg kinnear is greg kinnear is He's a superhero, but he has like all of the different branding on him. Right. I don't right, even remember right. that. Wow, that's a good call. That's yeah. funny. Go back and watch Way that movie. That time. movie is so far ahead of its time. So far ahead of its Paul time. Paul Rubens is in that, right? Paul Rubens. Uh, ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. William H. Macy. Pre college scandal, William H. Macy. It had that rock I really feel like that was white more so than him. Oscar no, winner it was both. It was Rush. both of them, but she's the one that got caught. But it was uh, definitely both of them. Oscar winner Jeffrey Rush. Willing to forgive him. That to me isn't the worst thing. Oh God! In this day and age, somebody pays their kids to get into college. I mean, it's shitty, but we've got too many like pedophiles and rapists to deal with. 
That should be a t-shirt. We've got too many pedophiles. <laughs> <laughs> I can't start hating on every celebrity that commits a crime. So I Just saw the can't. first two couple episodes and I loved it. And I would have already watched the whole season if not for Allie and I because we were, we were watching this one together. And it's a superhero thing. So it kind of like I have to keep Allie on board. If I go ahead and watch it, she'll just never keep watching it. So I'm only two episodes in, but I really loved it. And my standout performance for me is Anthony Starr, who plays the Homelander, the sort of Superman knockoff character. Because the he Banshee he was star. The, the star of Banshee. He, he was the star of Banshee, which is an awesome show. And it's great to see him in something. I was actually thinking about him the other day, being like, well, what am I doing now? I- I also loved him as the hero. Like I, uh, like I thought he was such a great, you know, main character in Banshee, and he's a great like anti-hero, but hero, ultimate hero. And to see him in this is just like a very dark and twisted uh, character is quite impressive uh, and, and he, fun. He gets more like sick as the show goes on, which I yeah, think is like like a I don't want to. Right, exactly. Like you, you know, something's not a hundred percent right because none of they're all kind of corrupt right and he seems like a bit too perfect but it's it's well done the way it's revealed how each of them in their own way is not are not just corrupt but they're not good people in their own different ways josh what did you think you're a comic book guy so I really did not. I did not know anything about the show. So first of all, I, I like anything that Carl Urban is in because he was oh, in. Oh um, yeah. Star uh, Trek. No. Star well, Trek. yeah. Judge like Dredd. Star Trek. But what's the Vin Diesel movie that I like? Uh, not Pitch Black, but. Uh, <laughs> Triple X. <laughs> no, you know the two and a half. Chronicles of Riggett. It's like. It's the yeah, way the Chronicles of Riggett. It really is like you're his wife, the way that he asked you. What's that thing that I like, sweetie? <laughs> What's the salad that I like? What do they put on it, on that salad Listen, that I like? we got to Chronicles of Riddick pretty fast, okay? Yeah, Chronicles of Riddick. Chronicles of Riddick is a vastly underrated 45-minute it is. movie. Yeah, yeah, that's, it is. That's it is. That's a, a movie if movie. they broke it up into three parts and made it into a show, it would be like a critically acclaimed HBO series. Don't worry. Thing. Google's listening well, to you right now, and like tomorrow you're going to see the yeah. trailer for that. <laughs> that and a manscaping ad. Right. Uh, Manscaped like Vin Diesel. <laughs> so I I, uh, I, I really like, uh, I hate the name Huey. I'll say that. It's like nails on the chalkboard to me, but I kind of like, uh, you know, just. It is. I feel like that was an odd choice. Yeah, but I feel like similar to how they ended the first episode, what I like about it is that the progression of twists and surprises just continues to build and build as the series goes through. So I I, I like that aspect of it, of like, oh, I didn't think it could that, get that dark. And then you're like, oh, they really went there, didn't they? Um, it's really dark. That's really It's not dark. necessarily violent, but I was oh, talking about this with Shy. It's pretty violent. It's yeah, but it's not as violent as like other shows that are on TV. Wait, I don't what, find what it. What episode are you on? What episode are you like, on? Like I think about five. Uh, episode five. Really? I was like, wow, they really did that. It was pretty. Yeah, violent. but I gotta watch a lot of stuff with Jose. That believe me. Well, I am like, terrified. There's a lot of gore. Lily watches TV. the Saw movies with her three-year-old. No, that one, th- those I won't watch. But no, Shai, um, you watching Lord of the Rings with your four-year-old? You're confusing the two. Hobbits <laughs> and Saw are very different. Just I don't. I don't watch so. that. I, I don't do. But are, yeah. I should. I don't. I, should I don't think it's that violent. Oh, I. I guess 
scared. There's a bit of a gory, a goriness to it. I guess you're right. I Josh. think it's the way that some of the people die are pretty violent. But you got shy, Becky. You guys haven't seen it yet, so yeah. I mean, we're I all gonna see them blow you. one guy up from his inside out. So oh, yeah. okay. Like, so yeah, pretty violent. Like you know, I guess, yeah. but also kind of I mean, comical. It's not a family a way, show. But it was still like a rectal explosion. Like that, Danielle oh. stopped watching, I think, at that point. At the oh, rectal explosion. Really? Okay, I'll note that. I thought it was kind of funny, but I think that, um, well, I think more than the gory silliness. True. And I guess, again, they're superheroes, so I guess they have to be creative, which is hilarious. Because you don't really think about, like, you think about, like, Superman and Kryptonite. But, like, you don't really think about anybody killing Captain America. Okay, fine, the snap, whatever. But besides that, you know what I mean? Like, the fact that they, if you actually, like, had to, like, kill a superhero or a supervillain, then you really have to, you know, get creative. Um, but more than, like, the, what I thought is kind of more silly goriness at some of the moments of the show, I think it's the essence of it is really dark. Like, there are things oh, that yeah. happen further on that you don't think would happen on a show that's about superheroes. You're like, nah. And then they do, and you're like, whoa. Psychologically, it's pretty dark, which is I interesting. Think that's what I like about the show. Like, that is exactly. a show about superheroes that is so dark. Exactly. Everything from, you know, the portrayal of corporate America to how they creatively find ways to kill superheroes. Like, right. it's just dark. Yeah. And they kind of like cast a bit, cast a bit of a light on like what might it look like in a realistic world, our realistic world, if there were superheroes, which is sad. You know, there's no, it wouldn't be altruistic. It would be messed up and dark. And um, I also kind of, I'd say I also kind of like the Ocean's Eleven Z type feel. To they've got a gang of guys, and each one of them has a specialty. Sure. Yeah. For sure. I like also like the fish out of water. How Huey, worst name ever is um, delightfully played by Jack Quaid, Meg Ryan. He's the Joshua Jackson-looking guy. Yeah, but he's He's, Meg Ryan and Dennis Quaid's son. And Jack Quaid's son. He looks exactly like a mash of the two of them together. Wild. You can see Dennis Quaid heavily in there. And, um, And so he... Uh, he's, you know, delightful as like the newbie fish out of water, not a criminal, but who has an objective to accomplish with joining this gang. Um, and you still see him evolving, you know, right. in the way that he views the world, which I think is fun. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I think it's, uh, I'm on board. I, I am, I'm on board to keep watching it as soon as I get through 30 episodes of Riverdale. <laughs> I mean, I gotta tell you, there's a whole section of that season that he is a slog. Uh, you have to, <laughs> after the midway point, the next it picks slog. up again next with the musical episode to the end. It's sort of the formula. They have like four or five throwaway episodes mid-season, and then at the musical episode, the show kicks back in. Okay. All now, right. I'm, I buying, think I'm buying the if, boys. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Uh, cool. Yeah, I'm ahead of all of you, and I'm still, I'm still down. Again, I accidentally watched Out of Order, which weirdly did not make much of a difference. But, um, again, how it downloads <laughs> is not in a vertical order. I'm clearly bad with numbers. And I just ignored the 
thing and just went Becky, straight Lily down. Becky only but. only downloaded the odd number episodes and only one. No, I I downloaded all of them. <laughs> one they of just appear pieces. horizontally, which is weird. It's like one, two, three, four, but in in horizontal. And so when you look at it, you just end up skipping. I I basically skipped. Yeah, three. It's one of but, those situations where it's fortunately unfortunately. You know what can you say? It worked out. Yeah, well. but it worked out fine. It's it's it was a great you know. It was still fine. I'm enjoying it. Um, but I'm going to jump off if you if we're done with the boys. We're I done with run. the boys. Lily, thank you for No, thank you guys for accommodating me, and I'm so sorry about my... Like, um, be clear, I, I did not accommodate you. I'm just no, saying. that's not fair. You had you had a human child to take care of and couldn't. You would have if you could. But, um, Becky, thank so. you for being on time for the actual to, time. For the actual time. Minutes early. And, minutes early. And, and Josh as well. Um, well, listen, you guys. Although made I feel very privileged, I feel very privileged to have witnessed Josh's whole border experience. <laughs> so, Does it make you want to? In drive the end, to I really feel like <laughs> I'm the one who won here. Um, so thank you guys <laughs> yeah, so much. Sure. Um, and enjoy. Does Josh watch Veronica Mars? Which is up next on the docket? Uh, I do not. I've watched the originals because I think I tried to. I lost a bet or shy like I trade. I did a trade. Oh, it was the trade. It was the original tradesies. Veronica Mars for Chuck. Oh, we know who won that one. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, I love you guys. It's so great to hear your voices. All right, ladies. Lil. Uh, people go can follow you at C H I C H I K Gomez, T C K Gomez, of the um, Catalonia Gomezes. Just kidding. <laughs> On uh, Twitter, dot Twitter, um, and yeah, Friday Night Movie on Instagram. So I'm gonna go back to camping because now it's dark. <laughs> You're camping. We're camp. Yeah, I'm camping. I'm literally standing in a field in like as the sun is. That's oh, it's 10 o'clock. The sun is almost fully set. Uh, like the kids from Stranger Things trying to like find his random girlfriend. I'm on like a mountain exactly with my phone walking around in circles <laughs> trying to get a signal. <laughs> and um, yeah, and like we're we're camping right here and there's a, with a friend of ours too. So I'm gonna go back to the camp. The camp said, I, for a minute, I was like, should I be alone in this field in the dark? <laughs> I, I had like a quick check of like, maybe this is not correct. All right, Lil, send, All us, right. A, send us a text when you get back to your campsite. No, no, I, I Josh, do you want to hang out and hear us spoil Veronica Mars? Or did you watch Glow, Josh? Uh, I do not watch Glow. Oh, oh Glow. you should totally watch that show, Glow's man. You'd love it. Uh, Super show. I watched, I watched like three or four episodes, and I just, you I guys like know me. Be... I like my weird sci-fi and Viking shows. I guess, but I feel like that'd be a cool show to watch with Danielle. And don't you but like Mark could... Maron? I feel like you're like one of the people I know who really likes Mark Maron. Uh, I love that guy. I mean, I'm okay with Mark Maron. He's all right. Okay, but you guys are going to do the whole season of Glow? Cause I haven't finished it. I have two episodes oh, to good. go. All right. So, All maybe right, so let's, we can let's, Beck, we're going to switch to Veronica Mars. All right. Josh, I'll, ha- I'll call fun. you back to do uh, fantasy football because my sister All right. doesn't know how to Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. All right, Becky. Veronica yes. Mars, season four. All right, so wait, I think I'm going to hop off then for Veronica Mars. Do you want to call me back for fantasy football? Yeah, I'll call you back. Beck. Veronica Mars. I think we're hearing Josh's GPS. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm off. I'm leaving. I'm leaving.
part. Are you there? Yeah. Okay, there we go. <laughs> this episode is hilariously off the rails. Okay, Becky Beck, how are you doing? Uh, my kid headbutted me shortly before I joined the podcast. So she has start. a lot of forehead. There's a lot of forehead. She that has is, a lot of forehead. That is her biggest body part. Not as bad as when Lily got headbutted by her kid and it broke her nose, but I got like a little bruise. I wouldn't say it's necessarily as hard as Lily's kid's head, but it's definitely a lot of surface area. Probably the same amount of surface area. Don't be mean. She has a beautiful face. She has a beautiful face, but can you tell me that kid doesn't have like a lot of forehead? Her hair is growing in, and so it's looking more proportionate. Okay. She's the cutest kid. Beck, Veronica Mars season four. So, Veronica Mars... If people have not watched Veronica Mars, go get on Hulu. Is it on Hulu now? Where you can stream it on at least one or two of the different services. It must be Hulu because Hulu put out the new season. So Hulu has the new season. Has oh yeah, Hulu has seasons one through four, and then there's the movie, which you can or cannot watch. It's not not as big a deal. The movie. The, the only the only reason that the movie matters is because. Of Keith's Veronica car accident. Get, Veronica and Logan get back together. Right, and Keith's and Keith's car. Yeah. Car and accident. accident. And Veronica comes back to Neptune because she, at the end of season three, which is when the show got canceled, Veronica leaves Neptune to go off to work for the FBI or something like that, and the movie is essentially the transition that brings her back to Neptune. Yeah. Which is, it seems to be like this twisted Orange County kind of. Place is that what it's supposed to be? Oh, it's also like very spring breaky. Like it's it's trashy. Is it was Orange County kind of trashy at the same time? But it's all rich kids. Well, it's like partially really rich kids and partially pretty trashy. So yeah, you're probably right. Probably it's supposed to be like an OC kind of place. And you know, I I, I think people think Kristen Bell, Veronica Mars. I don't think people really realize that Kristen Bell has played extremely dark characters. When you think about her character on House of Lies, I don't know if you remember Jeannie on House of Lies. Did you watch that show with Don Cheadle? No, no interest. Extremely damaged person. No interest. Veronica Mars herself is an extremely damaged character. She's one of those characters where she's funny and light on the outside, but very, very shallow beneath the surface is like pretty traumatized yeah she's she the the show when it begins the original show when it begins her best friend has been murdered her dad has been disgraced for having botched the investigation of that murder she is she's a sexual assault survivor that basically nobody believes mm-hmm. and she doesn't trust essentially anyone oh and her mother has abandoned her yeah and and I think that one of the things, but but she is also an extremely powerful character. She's really strong. She's really crafty. She's well, she believes in justice. But she's also about, pretty manipulative. Yeah, no, she, and she does some mess. You know, she does some. She does some of those. She does some things that are her abiding by her moral code, but not necessarily by a standard moral code where she betrays people's trust and manipulates them if she feels it's going to, you know, because she feels that justifies the end, you know, like the means justifies the end for her. Um, what What's good about this season is that it's really transitioned into a mature show. That's it, right. It's left behind a lot of the campiness, high schoolness of the first few seasons that I think when people watch it now make them feel like it's dated. 
you know, like some of the, the teen acting is pretty stale. The feels CW feel to it. Yeah, and, and like, I feel like almost more like Degrassi meets Oh, CW. wow. Okay. So, because it's pre-CW during this period now. CW really is a different, not, not different. It, CW during that period, exactly. It's because you have a lot of these young actors, you know, teen actors or early 20s actors who just aren't experienced and aren't very good. And so it, the writing is good and the story is good, but you get a lot of like... And even if, but then you, what's funny is that you have a lot of people that started on this show that I look back on and I didn't think they were particularly great on the show, but have gone on to have incredible careers and have matured into wonderful actors. You have like Tessa Thompson, you have Ryan Hansen, right? You have these people who have like gone on to have oh, yeah. really funny parts and great success and stuff. Um, but anyway, so so the whole point is that this season feels like it's really it's found its rhythm. Right. It's chemistry. It's the darkness, the writing, the acting. Like you have these actors that have really matured and have built a rapport over the years, and it and it works. I thought you know it and, it worked really well. And I think, and I and I suspect some of this has to do with Kristen Bell's star power. They got some really phenomenal actors to be in it, and I'll and I'll. And I'll, I'll, let me put a pin in it quickly and just say the premise of this season is Veronica Mars and her dad, who are a private detective agency, are investigating. A, a, it's always a series of crimes that sort of do and don't crime. It's tied together, but they're investigating a, a mad bomber who's blowing up people and buildings in in Neptune during spring break and causing panic and hurting the businesses. And they brought in Oscar winner J.K. Simmons as one new character slash mm-hmm. suspect. They brought in Patton Oswalt as a character slash suspect. They brought in Clark Duke as a character, Don, the guy who played Don, who's part of the Murderheads crew, the guy who's always taunting oh. Patton Oswalt. Clark Duke, who's not super famous, but he was on... <laughs> He was yeah. on the uh, he was on he was on the office in that last season as one of the interns, and and but but, but put it this way: Clark Duke, Patton Oswalt, J.K. Simmons. Oh, and then also you got Clifton Collins Jr., uh, who is an actor that has truly grown on me. The guy who plays Alonzo. Oh, the, I love Clifton Collins Jr. He's oh an amazing, my God. amazing actor, and he's, he's someone who I so good. I didn't like get initially when I first saw him in movies and now I anything when he's in something I'm like this is oh, high quality like he's solid yeah so you have well, like he reminds me a lot of John Hawks actually well, they, and they're in sometimes they're in, in a, what's that a small town yeah small, small town crime they're in that together yeah. they're they do they do he has a similar vibe so those two and he can play kind of in every scenario he can be uh, he can be sort of simple. He can be crafty. He can be a criminal he, mastermind. Yeah. In fact, he plays multiple person out, multiple different people in the first season of Westworld. The yeah. Same way. So, so you have these, and I and I single these four, or I f- quadruple. I don't know. They single these four characters out because these are actors that, if you watch TV as much as we watch TV, and you see a show coming back for a limited series or a season, and you see these four actors on screen, you're like, these are your suspects. And if they had only had one of any one of them, 
then you would be, that's the person that did it. Like, when I first saw J.K. Simmons on screen, I was like, oh, he obviously did it, because why else would J.K. Simmons do this show? Why would he be in the show? Yeah. And he's great in it. And they, um, and they managed to keep you guessing all the time pretty well, I think in a pretty solid way, by having these these high-quality people. I think that the credibility of Ronica Mars really goes up by having those high-quality people. And I, I'm, I'm not going to ruin the ending, but I am going to say that... We should get to spoilers of the ending because we need to talk about it because it's, like, therapeutic, but okay. we're not doing spoilers yet. Okay. Keep going. Well, what were you going to talk about? I was gonna oh, talk oh, so I was... So, so I was gonna, so uh, the, one of the other things... So l- let's talk about just the core cast. The show, when it kicks in that theme song, which is, I think, one of the best TV theme songs in a long time ago. A long time ago, we used to be friends. It's so haunting. It's, yeah, it's so perfect it's for that. It's a pretty song. What? It, it is. The lyrics technically are haunting, but it's pretty cheesy. I, I don't know. I, to me, like, I've always loved how it fits the show. I've always loved how it fits the show. I have to say, the chemistry between Veronica and her dad, between Kristen Bell and what's his name? Enrico, en- Enrico Calantoni, I think. Is off the charts. I love the two of them as a duo. Yes. They have such a wonderful rapport. They're so mean to each other. They're so funny with each other. There's so much love. For me, that is a, that is a like highlight of each episode or their scenes together. And I think one of the, if the movie failed at something, because I like the movie, it was like a nice episode of the show. It really took him out of the story. And I think in some ways, maybe, maybe they were trying to young it up or something like that. And then... Well, Exactly, because whereas I was a bit worried that that the character Dick, Ryan Hansen, who is hilarious and wonderful, they kind of artificially write him into the story more than he needs to be. It was kind of nice that they were light on that character. Exactly. And and to me, the, the strength of that show has always been the relationship. The core, the heart of that show is the relationship between Keith, the father, and the daughter, Veronica. Sure. And they just, they slathered it on in this season. And they brought tension, and they brought growth, and they brought compassion. And Veronica, who's this person who's so, so difficult for her to care, having her care and worry about her dad the way she has to in this season where he's kind of a shell of himself but he's still the old crafty guy in his own way he's funny that, that was that to me was magic and at one point in the sh- at one point in the season uh, very early in the show in the season I won't remember where it goes but they flirt with and they give you hints that he might be suffering from dementia and that he like this might be the end of the That's character pretty- and it hit me so hard because I said, what? This is what they're going to do. And as the season went on and they grappled with this, to me it was extremely powerful because the acting was amazing. And Kristen Bell in particular, the desperation she feels when she realizes what's going on, I could feel it. And to me it made Veronica a, an even richer character. So it served the story. It wasn't just a, oh, let's kill off a character to give a motivation here. It was, let's let's put a challenge before these characters. Uh, and so I really loved that. I loved that it had references to the other seasons, but it wasn't one of these, it wasn't full of like fan gimmicks and references to the other seasons. They referenced the original murder plot, but it wasn't like you had to know 
all the details of those early mysteries. It was really its own self-contained I mean, it, story. It was, per- yeah, it was perfectly fine if you didn't remember all the characters. Like, you can still follow, because I certainly don't remember. I watched the show, like, five years ago for the first time. But I part of me was like, oh, this would be a little bit more fun if I could remember all the references. Sure, but I also think if this was the first season of the show, I would be like, I'm watching season two. I also want to talk about the character of Weevil, because throughout the original series, I just, he made me cringe. He was just the dumbest character like as in his character just felt so phony it felt like such a weird white privileged interpretation of what like a street gang kid looked like <laughs> and and had just like, his acting was so terrible like it was just the worst and i was actually surprised how in this season again like i said they really matured into it the character made sense he was interesting. He had some good acting. He had some good depth. And it was, like, still in the cheesy way that Weevil and Veronica interact, but it was so much better than it and, ever before. And they worked Weevil in, in a in way a that made way. sense. They, they, yeah. they, 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 and I think also that's why it was great as a show as opposed to a, a movie. They could weave it in slowly over time and, and tie it use it to tie different strings but it also wasn't like weevil was in every episode and the gang was solving crimes it was about veronica and her dad yeah and to an extent logan uh, but logan was sort of episodically involved with solving the crime he was really there for more the emotional part of, of veronica's life okay you want to move to spoilers yes okay Let's move to spoilers. So there's a few... Now, really, if you haven't seen this show, I really recommend you watch it. But don't keep listening now if, you, if, you, if you're if you in any way interested in this because... It will just ruin it. It'll ruin it. And, it'll ruin the series. And it'll, it'll ruin it. So, so let's start with... Do you want to start with the biggest thing that happened or, or, a sm- or some other smaller spoilers? I'm really only interested in talking about the big spoiler. I'm going to talk about one in particular, and I'm going to talk about the one where the decision, the way they resolve, without getting into it in too much detail, the way they resolved Keith's dementia thing, I really liked in the end, and but the reason why I was okay with it was because the 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 big spoiler, which I'll just say now, get ready, the death of Logan in the last basically ten minutes of the episode as a sort of surprise ending. It's like a Bond villain murder murdering your you know it actually is a re- in some ways it felt like the james bond her majesty's secret service right, like they'll pay for them to clear up the keith thing because then they killed logan whereas if they had just been like oh yeah you don't have dementia and oh look you got married and everything's happy it would have been too cheery for you i mean if it was a different show if it was chuck that would have been the ending i wanted but Veronica yeah. Mars has always yeah. had pain and a lot of it and stakes and consequences in a way that, it, Frank, that frankly, that Chuck had a little bit of, but not as much. And I watch those shows around the same time, which is why I think of them together. Or the end of Psych is a super happy ending, as it I mean, should I have been. I understand that. I understand that. Like, Veronica Mars is a dark show, but I just feel like they had to kill Logan off. I just feel like... You know, it's a it's a pretty historic love story, the two of them. So, it's they a, already, so and they share so much darkness, like they share so much trauma of like his father murdered her best friend, and then his best friend's brother is the one that raped her. Like they have like all this messed up stuff between them. For me, I feel like if you know the history of the show, 
if he stayed alive forever, it would still be really, really dark, the two of them ending up together. So that's part of why I feel like Veronica and Logan... I lo- I like of all of her different suitors in the show during the original show. I like them together, and I think that that. But that ultimately, it feels feels like that darkness is really the thing that kept them together. And as much as I would have rather had them be happy together, I think they were going to have a lot of issues, and I'm not sure they would have made it. Um, even right. the fact that when he said he was sorry in that last moment when he's late for the wedding, that their immediate yeah. assumption is that he wasn't showing up, not turning up, and, and not to call him. Go, <laughs> right, and her right, no, no one to connect with him to be like, oh, I guess he didn't show up, and he dumped you over text after like, <laughs> twenty years of a and relationship, after, like begging you to marry him. Right? Yeah, like, to um, me, that shows how screwed up they were. Right, two. He's clearly, like, dealing with a lot of trauma and has asked her so many times very kindly if she would go to therapy with him. And she's just like, nope, don't give a shit. Sorry, you're crazy. Like, it's pretty messed up. She was pretty mean to him in this season. And in some ways, uh, he was a saint. And and I'll give this Jason Doring, who, again, when they were teenage actors, I don't remember, like, how good he was. I mean, he was fine on the show. But I thought he was my MVP of the season. Jason Doring, as Logan Eccles, was the best. Like, he was phenomenal on this. And that had to work for the whole thing to work. It's true. He really brought it. Because you had to believe that he loved Veronica. You had to believe that Logan Eccles was healing as a person, but that he was still an angry person. And uh, he had to do so much with that character to to keep the baggage, but also sell you on what they were doing and, with it. And also, like, he really sold me on just, like, how weird Logan is. Like, Logan is just, like, weird, man. In order to, like, cope and survive in the world and cope with all of, like, the stuff he's been through, he's just, like, a right. weird... Because his mom mysteriously kills herself. Right. His dad murders his girlfriend. Right. When he has an affair with and then murders his, murders his girlfriend. You know, like, some pretty dark things. Yeah, it was it was intense, and I so I I thought that I thought that Jason Doring was phenomenal in this season. So he gets so here's the ending is that the villain uh, who turns out to be Patton Oswalt blows up, uh, gets caught, and says he has one more bomb planted. Right. And then that bomb is left in Veronica's car, and it, but here's the plot hole. What's the plot hole? The plot hole is that. They catch Patton Oswald. They bring him to the place where they know the bomb is at the high school. They convince him to defuse it. He defuses it. Then he's like, you know, I guess like rearrested. Now, everyone knows that from the moment he was originally released from jail, Veronica and her dad were with him. And that they at least know he put a backpack of stuff in their car when they drove to defuse the bomb. You're telling me that Keith and Veronica Mars both coincidentally forgot to be like, oh, by the way, police, there's evidence in the trunk of our car. Like, it just doesn't, like, they're not the type of people that would forget that there's a backpack of evidence in their car. See, I think a lot happened. Forget. I think a lot happened. They caught the guy, and I think one of their issues all along was how condescending and they were towards him. They like one of the things that's revealed as the end is that he is an evil genius, 
and they were underestimating him and kind of bullying him throughout. And I think they continued to underestimate him, which is what his point was. And so if there is another season, I really want to see Patton Oswalt back as a, as a Hannibal Lecter-type character. Maybe not necessarily helping them, but his desire to torture them in particular matter. But like, I'm not saying that they would then think, oh, there could be another bomb or like weapons or something in this backpack. But they're not the type of people that would forget that this person that was just arrested had a bunch of shit in their car. I'm pretty sure they would be like, oh, and by the way, you should like, his things are in our car. You should take that into custody as evidence because they're very like by the book when it comes to cooperating with the law. And I just don't see them forgetting and driving away. Well, they blew it. And Logan, well, you don't see Logan die on screen, but I guess he's dead. He's dead. He's well, dead. you know, later, he's dead. And maybe there's a little bit of a hole there, but to me, it, to me, it announces that we are in a new phase of the show. And, if I had to, if I had to triage, Veronica's dad and her are are so important to me that if Logan had to go, but I get to keep Keith, then I can handle it. If Keith Bye. if Keith dies in the next season, I got problems. But also, I'll say that I, as much as I was rooting for Veronica and Logan, I I think that they were there was a certain doom about them. Also. Mm-hmm. I kind of like the chemistry between Veronica and Leo. Veronica and Leo will never be Veronica and Logan. No, but maybe Veronica will end up with Leo. Maybe. Don't you want to see Max Greenfield return? Perhaps. You don't want to see... I'm I'm open to it, or I'm open to a new lead or something like that. But I guess with everybody dying, it's not like... I mean, she can't end up with Dick Casablancas. No, but they could also, like, introduce someone new. Yeah, they have to but be yeah, really careful how they do that. Or they can just make the next season about her solving another crime, which mm-hmm. I, I I like to have. I like that they took do her out. Do they are going to another season? I hope they do, and I think they set it up really nicely because now the Mars investigators are nationally famous, and ah. so it isn't just them. The story doesn't have to be just them going from hand to mouth with their financial issues. It and can they be about them. Money. So the dad's taken care of. Exactly. It can be about them solving crimes as well as it can, they become bigger targets for bigger criminals. Mm-hmm. People, you know, a guy like Patton Oswalt who turns out... Also, I like the fact that, that maybe they have a villain now. Maybe they have a an evil villain that is haunting them. Someone who is a big bad that is there. Because if you think about the end of... If you think about the end of... Her, his, have you seen Majesty's Secret Service, the James Bond movie? It's the George Lazenby installment. Very no. controversial. But at the end of the movie, he marries the Bond girl in that one. Oh, and then yeah. five minutes later, she gets murdered on their honeymoon. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah, how exactly. it ends. Which is, which I think, well, I want to say happens to Daniel Craig's. I don't know. Anyways, the point is, is that that was a very James Bond kind of ending. That she'll never have peace. And I, it just made me want to watch more of the show. Although I admit, I'm a little bit emotionally traumatized from it. Yes. Okay. So, moving on. Anything moving on. Well, let's just. Uh, well, we, we've talked a lot, but I, I want to. Oh. Let's get a little bit deeper into Glow. Let uh, uh, give me your general riff on Glow without doing spoilers. Encourage. Let's encourage people to listen to it because we're going to go in a lot more depth in Glow later. We'll let Lily. We'll wait till Lily sees it so we can really talk about it. Um, but you have a great riff on why this season is yeah, great. It gets better. First of all, it gets better every season. 
That's right. The characters really, you go deeper with, with each of the characters, with the main characters, and they develop and evolve the supporting character stories, so it makes it very interesting to watch. And while it lives within the framework of a gimmick, the people that you're following are actually dealing with very timeless and universal issues because they're extremely personal. So for me this season, why I was so into it is because you have so many characters dealing in different ways with very parallel issues, specifically being a working mother or the choice to have a child or the choice to have a child and continue to work or how to advance your career or how to just even stay in your career. And these things that I don't think have changed since the 80s. I mean, they're just as much true now as they were then. And so to see how each of them deal with it differently and they cope and they help each other, it just creates a very rich fabric. You're not talking about one issue with one character, but you're talking about a couple of issues that are paralleled in many stories and you see how they can be dealt with differently. And and I think it creates a really rich um, ensemble storyline in that sense. And um, I, I like how in this season it seems that every episode or so they really zero in on a character or two. You always get Ruth, you always get Debbie, except mm-hmm. in one episode that Alison Brie directed, which has, by the way, been my favorite episode maybe of the season so far. Uh, that one was terrific. She did an amazing job. I could Passover tell that you... Episode yet? The, it's the, the one the after the Passover episode, I think. Uh, or, or the the Passover episode is really one of my favorites. It's, I think it's the one after the Passover episode, but it's the one where I watched the whole episode and I was like, whoa, Ruth isn't in this episode. And I said, I bet you Allison really directed it. And yeah. she did. And it was, the, it was the first one after the Passover episode when it's like a few months later and they're in... Yeah. And they're... And they're in Vegas, and the baby's there, and, and things have really changed about the way their <laughs> life is working there. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's 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 terrific. It's a terrific show. And and Mark Maron and and the guy who played. Sorry, go ahead. No, so Mark Maron's great on the show, but he isn't as dominatingly the most interesting character and in relationship anymore on the show. Like mm-hmm. in the first season, he and Ruth are what make that show great, and the other characters are quirky and interesting, but now I'm following everybody's development. Mm-hmm. And well, the, it's funny, the reason I loved the episode before so much, the one that takes place in the desert, all the girls go camping together, because I, you know, it opens and I go, oh wow, there's not going to be any wrestling this episode. I wonder how they're how I wonder what the point of it is or how they're going to keep it interesting, and I, I thought it was so it was such a great opportunity to have multiple characters evolve and change outside of the ring outside of the show. That episode really pushed the show into a realm yeah. of where it could continue to be about glow and wrestling, and I guess it'll always have some form of wrestling in it, but that it it is officially about the characters at this point. Yes. And that and and it's officially about real issues, about real yeah. topics, you know. Um, so it's great. I, Su- I just superb, it. superb show. That's amazing. All right, well, Beck, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up the show here. And uh, what do you what do you have to say for yourself as we wrap up? Um, you know, follow us on Instagram and on Twitter. My uh, my co-hosts are very active in keeping that alive. They love when you connect with them. I love watching them connect with other people. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to my audience and pretend I'm personally involved on a day-to-day basis. Um, you can 
follow me on Twitter at paperbkprincess. Um, yeah, no, I don't really have much else. Cool. You can follow me at pancake at the number four table. Mm-hmm. Pancake four table. And you can you can follow all of our shenanigans at Fry Night Movie on Twitter and Instagram. And FridayNightMoviePod.com. Our theme music is by What Does It Eat? And we're just, this was a really fun episode. It was a little bit off the rails, but I really enjoyed. This was a very familial yeah. episode. We went through a lot this episode. There was a lot. We sure. crossed the borders. We're in the mountains. Yeah. And I'm that- just sitting in bed. Rest <laughs> my back. That's it. All right, Becky back. I love you. Take care. See you later. Love you. Bye. Bye. Then we'll get into Josh's complaints, and then we'll talk about at least the beginning of the boys, because I only saw the first two episodes, and Lily, I don't know. I've seen like, okay, I weirdly because the way it downloads on Amazon Prime, at least on my iPad, it's like horizontal. It goes one, two, three, four, horizontally, and I was looking at it vertically, so I watched them out of order. Weirdly enough, it didn't seem to matter. Okay, but I've seen I think about five. Sort of. All right, I will start Uh, us off. If I randomly drop off, that means I'm going through the border. But right now, I'm sitting at a dead stop on the bridge. Okay. All right, I'll start us off. Of peace. The bridge of peace. Of peace. The peace bridge. I can see Mm -hmm. Buffalo in the distance.